Hello everybody, my name is Jake, and welcome to the What's It Called show. Once again I will reiterate, this show is not a political show, this is just me voicing my opinion on things and making them sound very stupid. Let's get into episode two, shall we? We have lots of things to cover today, so the first thing I'll start with is I've been thinking a lot about different types of ice cream and I found a couple that are kind of I would say interesting um, just just to think about so I'm just gonna go ahead and and read a couple of them off here for you um, number one on the list that I found is a thing called horse flesh um, it is an ice cream um, no it is not actual horse flesh However, it does contain raw horse flesh. Um, it also contains cow tongue, salt, yakisoba, not sure what that means, um, octopus, squid, and some other things. Um, so here's the thing. So if you don't know me, I already am not a huge fan of ice cream. In fact, I would say I'm an advocate uh, against it. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But there are two things that make me not want to do something. One is when there's raw flesh involved. Um, pretty much if there's raw flesh in anything, I just I just take my name off of it and don't really participate. Um, also, if, it, if a meatless delicacy is named after an animal, um, I just don't want any part of that really. Um, number two here on the list is a ice cream flavor called pickled mango. Um, I'm not really sure. So pickles are basically cucumbers um, with a bunch of salt. So I would think that pretty much to pickle a mango, all you do is, you know, put it in salt, right? You'd think. Um, but unfortunately, it seems here that there are some cheeses, um, peppers vinegars and other things involved in making this ice cream um, so do with that what you will um, another ice cream just one more here um, the last the last one I kinda wanna cover here that kinda blew my mind a little bit is um, Cheeto Cheeto ice cream I don't know if you know anything about Cheetos but Cheetos are basically a snack basically made out of corn um, I think and covered in cheese dust um, so I'm not really sure why you would have the need to cover ice cream and Cheeto dust um, you know that just makes me literally want to vomit so I guess now I'll start talking, now that you know I've kind of covered these ice creams, I guess I'll kind of talk about why I am such a huge advocate against ice cream. So let's talk about it. So let's say, so just daydream with me here. Let me get comfortable. So let's say you are, it's summertime, okay? Nobody's in quarantine. Everybody's out having a good time and it's summertime and it's a hot day okay you know and you're you're feeling a little parched okay you hear the ice cream truck pull around it's all doo 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 you know the ice cream truck pulls around right 
you're like, you know what sounds like it would hit the spot right now is a nice, cold, frozen, you know, cream, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I am a huge fan of creams, whipped cream, sour cream, you know. I just, I, I'm a big fan of creams, um, as you might, might tell, except for ice cream. Um, so, so now, now let's go back to this little scenario here. You are, you're at the ice cream truck and they're like, which kind of ice cream do you want? You can, you can use your imagination here, order whatever ice cream you'd like. Okay. Whatever ice cream you'd like, let's just pretend that they have it. You could say, give me some horse flesh and they'd be like coming right up. Okay. Um, whatever you want. Now let's say that they hand it to you on a, on a waffle cone. Okay. Cause waffle cones are great. No disrespect to waffle cones. And you get it, and immediately it starts melting. Okay, so what is it now? It is no longer a treat that you can sit and enjoy. Okay, it is now a race to the finish. Okay, so you're holding this, this cone of ice cream, and all it's doing, instead of being, hello, I'm here to, you know, taste good and to refresh you from the summer heat, instead now it's like, hey, I'm here to make your day a whole lot worse because now you have to race to eat me or else your hands are going to get sticky and I'm going to get all over your shoes. That's what ice cream is. Ice cream at its core is just the biggest jerk of all time. It's the biggest prank in a dessert. Right? Now, now let's go to the other side of the, the other side of the of the coin here. Let's say it's the dead of winter. Okay? You're in the Russian the Russian Alps. I don't know if there are Alps in Russia. But you're in the Russian mountaintop, okay? It's sub 50, it's sub zero, but it's like negative 50, okay? Now let's say you hear the ice cream truck pull up. It's all doo doo right? And you're like, oh, you know what sounds great? Is more cold. You know, the parts of my body that are still warm, which are very few, you know what would be great is to make them cold. Um, so let's say you go over there and you order, you know, a pickled mango ice cream. Now, this is what it is now. Instead of being the jerk that melts immediately and you have to race to eat it, now it's the jerk that is ruining the inside of you, right? So, so let's say, you, you know, the inside of your mouth is already warm. Like it's going to stay warm, okay, unless you hold it open in a blizzard, right? It'll stay fairly warm. Um, now let's say, you know, how do you eat ice cream? You know, you put it in your mouth and you, you know, you either you know, like lick it, or you, if you're a psychopath, you bite it, um, now your tongue is cold, now your mouth is cold, and then it goes down, you know, your throat into the rest of your body, and the parts of your body that were still warm are now cold, right, so my question to you, and all of the ice cream lovers out there, is what's the point, what's the point of liking ice cream, what's the point of eating ice cream, it doesn't even taste that good, Okay, like for me, if I eat ice cream, I take four bites and I'm like, you know what, I'm good. This is too sweet. I don't even want it anymore. But now I feel like I have to finish it. and It's making my stomach hurt. Right. To me, there's like, like if, if I were to make a pros and cons list, I literally could not think of a single pro. Except for maybe, maybe the four bites that tasted okay. Right. Let's list off the cons here. So let's go back to the summer. Cons, you have to race to eat your food, you have to pay money for it, your hands get sticky, 
You know, your mouth gets sticky. You look like a psychopath trying to eat it before it melts. Okay, let's go to the pros. None, right? There's no pros. Ice cream is literally the worst treat ever invented. I don't understand why anybody would, would audibly say, I want to go get some ice cream. Because I, I just do not understand what is so good about it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Ice cream sucks. It always has sucked. And it always will suck. It's a little too cold, right? You can't bite it, right? You bite it, your teeth hurt. And you also look weird. It just doesn't make any sense. It should not be a thing. It should be outlawed. Now, milkshakes, on the other hand, milkshakes are absolutely fuego, okay? You, you're like, hey, Jake, you want a milkshake? I'm like, yes, please give me a milkshake. I would love me a milkshake right now. Now, here's the difference. Ice cream and milkshakes, completely different, okay? Ice cream is not a milkshake, just like tomatoes are not ketchup, okay? Basically, a milkshake is ice cream melted down a little bit and mixed in with a bunch of other stuff. That's way better. Okay, you can't sip on ice cream. Okay, you put a straw in like your, you know, your ice cream. You look weird. Okay, you, it's, you know, you maybe get half an inch of ice cream before, you know, it's done. But a milkshake, you know, with a little bit of effort, you know, a little bit of waiting, a little bit of patience. Okay, you get a really good drink. That's also a dessert. It also teaches you patience. I mean, there's nothing but pros here with milkshakes. Sure, there's ice cream in milkshakes, but it's not just ice cream. That's the thing about it. That's why it's better. Right? Now, let's go ahead and talk about sorbets. I think that's how you say it, sorbets. Right? The only sorbet I've ever had was coconut lime. Okay? Now, I'm not the biggest fan of coconut. I am a fan of lime, but not when it's mixed in with coconut. Sorbet is basically a crushed ice put together and flavored. It's basically a snow cone, but like it's a little bit different in consistency. Okay? So if you had a sorbet, and you're like, you know what, give me like a watermelon sorbet. Or, or throw a fruit in there. Throw whatever you want in there. Whatever it is. Whatever, you know, whatever you want. Whatever flavor. Horseflesh sorbet, whatever it is. Okay? You will have, I promise you, you will have a thousand times more fun and it will taste a thousand times better eating a sorbet than eating ice cream. And that is a fact. And you can fact check me on it. I promise you that it is better. Okay? Now let's just shut the door on that. I don't want to hear anything about it. Don't come for me. Don't cancel me. Okay? Ice cream sucks. That's all I have to say. Now let's go ahead and talk about why ham is a terrible Thanksgiving dinner alternative. Okay? So let's say, alright, so let's do this. So just dream with me here for a minute. Let's say you, you go, okay, to, let's see, where has good food? Let's say, let's say you, you travel on to Texas. Okay? Maybe you're already in Texas. Okay, let's say you travel on to Texas. You know, you find a nice southern family there, great cooks, super nice people, you know, 
and you go ahead and eat, eat Thanksgiving dinner at their place, right? What are they making? They're making turkey. I promise you, they, they are. They're making turkey. Okay, turkey. Now, now, disclaimer, I am not a huge fan of turkey, nor am I a huge fan of ham. However, on Thanksgiving Day, the only time that, is, that it is acceptable to eat an entire turkey is on Thanksgiving Day. Okay? Now, let's go back to this little scenario here. If you ask that Southern family, you know, I'm not really a big fan of turkey. Do you guys have ham? You will be kicked off the property 100% guaranteed. And here's why. Ham as in a whole, okay? Ham is fine, right? I'm a big fan of bacon and pork chops, other things that come from the pig. Ham, however, it's, you know, it's underwhelming, to be frank, okay? So if you have like cold cut ham, like black forest ham or whatever, you throw it on a piece of bread with some Swiss cheese and some mayonnaise, you know, go for it. I'm all for it, okay? But nothing is more disappointing than when you're sitting there and smelling the Thanksgiving dinner being cooked all day long, all day long. And, and you finally hear it's dinner time and you get up and you get your plate and you get ready to go, you know, get your meats, get your stuffing, get your green bean casserole, get your, you know, whatever else there is, your yams. And you pull up to the, to the little, to the, you know, to the table and there's a ham sitting there. There is nothing more underwhelming. Okay. Ham is like trying to eat leather. Okay, when ham is cooked to the consistency that it is when you eat it at Thanksgiving, because you don't eat cold cuts at Thanksgiving, for the most part, right? You eat a you know a brand new cooked ham. You know, the consistency of it is that of leather, and you cannot deny me on that. There's this weird outer ring where the skin is, and like it's not tender. It, it feels like it feels like tape almost, like you know when um those little cheese things that come the little red the red circles that you have to peel off it feels like that eating it right you know exactly what i'm talking about don't even try and deny it okay now let's go to turkey here there's white meat turkey and there's and there's you know dark meat turkey white meat turkey is literally i'm my mouth is watering thinking about it okay nothing makes thanksgiving better than turkey because once everybody's done eating turkey and, you know, eating the rest of the stuffing, whatever it is, everybody passes out, okay? Because turkey has some weird, you know, chemical in it. I don't, know if I, I don't know if the chemical is the right word, but, like, literally it makes you tired. I think I've heard. I think that's a fact. So once, you know, you're done eating your turkey, you take that, that beautiful Thanksgiving nap. You know, I'm getting tired just thinking about it. But ham, all the ham does is leaves a weird taste in your mouth, doesn't make you tired. And now everybody's up and cranky because they had ham for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, and it's just, it's just a bad time overall. Everybody's having a worse time than they would have had if they had turkey. I can promise you that. All right. Now let's think of, you know, some other Thanksgiving, you know, main dish alternatives say you don't have any access to turkey say all the turkeys evaded the hunters this season okay 
Ham is not the way to go. I can promise you that. The way I would go is I would either go with, you know, maybe some brownies, okay? If someone was like, hey, Jake, can you come and sit at the head of my table and can you carve up the eggs benedict, you know? Something like that. Something along the lines of that's off of the mainstream. Because if you're not going to go turkey, you have to go like completely different. If you're not going to go turkey, which is the mainstream, the main thing that you do, you can't just be like, oh, I guess we'll settle for ham, or I guess we'll settle for pork, or I guess we're, you know, we'll settle for you know, whatever, insert weird meat here. You have to go on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Okay? Because if you're just going to not do turkey, then you've got to not do turkey all the way. Right? You've just got to make it as weird as you possibly can. Like, hey, Jay, can you come, you know, scoop out my applesauce for everybody to eat on Thanksgiving? Or, you know, we made some, we made some blueberry jello for everybody to eat. Something weird like that. Or just get candy bars for everybody. You, do you see what I'm saying? You understand the premise of this. Okay? Because if you just go ham, then it looks like you're just a turkey wannabe. Right? And who cares about the nutritional value? Not me. Alright. Now that that's over. Let's talk about how... If... You know, we were all created... Without... Noses. Whew. Let's talk about how... If we were all created without noses. Alright. So, let's say you're, you know, you're walking down the street. It's a normal day, okay? It's a normal day. Normal things are happening, you know? You're not even really thinking about a whole lot, right? Let's say you're just walking down the street, and you, have to pa and you happen to pass by, you know, a man, and he doesn't have a nose, right? What do you think? You're like, oh my gosh, where's that guy's nose at? Okay. Now let's flip to the opposite side of reality here. Let's say from the beginning of mankind, from the first person ever created, right? They didn't have a nose. And then the second person ever created didn't have a nose. And every single person that was ever created after that didn't have a nose, right? All it would be is normal. We wouldn't even think about it. We'd be like, yeah, What's the nose? We don't even, we've never even heard of that because there's no reason to make up a word for something that doesn't exist, right? There's no, uh, no such thing. Okay? You know, it wouldn't be weird if you didn't have a nose because nobody would have a nose. So it would be normal. And then everybody from the beginning of time didn't have a nose. So, you know, you wouldn't even think twice about it because it's just, you know, normalcy. Now, let's say in this alternate reality where nobody has a nose, you're walking down the street, and it's just a normal day, and you see a guy that has a nose. What would you do? You would be like, is that guy wearing a disguise? What is that thing hanging off of his face? What is he doing? What is that? What does he use that for? Is that an ornament? Is he a Christmas tree? You know? What is that? What's a, what, what's a nose? Never even heard of it. Nobody else has one. Right? That would be absolutely insane if, if nobody else had a nose and somebody did have a nose. It would be even more insane 
than if everybody has a nose and no and somebody didn't have a nose. Because like if if everybody had a nose and you walk down the street and you saw somebody that didn't have a nose, you could be like, oh, there's probably some you know either some freak accident where he lost his nose or he was just born that way and everything's fine. You know, we're not gonna judge him for it for not having a nose, right? Now let's say, you know, you're walking down the street. And nobody has a nose, but you see a guy with a nose. You're like, what is growing on that guy's face? What's the, what's wrong with him? Is he okay? Does he need to get that removed? It would cause a panic. It would cause a riot in the streets. I promise you it would. Right? And it would just, just be like if somebody was born like without eyes. Okay? You'd be like, what in the world? Somebody doesn't have eyes. Okay, that would be absolutely crazy, and you can't tell me that it wouldn't be if you if nobody had a nose and you saw somebody walking down the street that had a nose. I'm gonna take a drink of water here. So, I don't know if any of you have ever been in a hammock before. Um, so here's the, here's the deal. I am a uh, I am a man who loves very simple things in life, and hammocking is one of them. I am a huge fan of hammocking. You know. So here's the deal. If I was given the choice to either own a bed to sleep in every night, you know, got some nice sheets, a comforter maybe couple of pillows, stuffed animal or two. If I was given the choice between a nice bed and a hammock to sleep in, you know, let's even take it as far as for the rest of my life, I would guarantee you that without hesitation in my mind, I would automatically say, hammock, please. Let me tell you why. So I don't know if you know how a hammock works. So basically you take the two ends and you tie them to, you know, a surface, a strong surface that is able to hold your weight. The surface that is able to, that's far enough apart to where it can stretch out the hammock so you're not just, you know, basically sitting on the ground, just covered in a cloth, right? So, let's say you find these two big, massive, hunky trees, okay? You tie your little, your left end to it, you tie your right end to it, and it's all stretched out, it's all nice, it's perfect, okay? hop in the hammock, right? What do you do? You instantly are comfortable, okay? Not only because you're off of your feet, not only because it took a long time for you to tie the stuff to the trees and it was a lot of work, but you're just comfortable. And here's why. It's because when you get into a hammock, the heaviest part of your body goes down the most, okay? There's no, it's not flat, right? It's not a flat surface. So there's no weird curves, there's no weird angles on your body where, you know, it's making you feel uncomfortable, right? The hammock is, hammocks are basically memory foam, okay? Once you get in it, it automatically adheres to every single part, like every single part of your body that needs adhering to, to make you as comfortable as you can be, right? Now let's talk about mattresses. Depending on the mattress, right? Sure, mattresses may sink a little bit, may give you a little bit of comfort room there, you know, may support your back a little bit, but in no way is it even comparable to 
the size and the weight capacity of a hammock, okay? Now, now, I don't know if you have ever daydreamed about being a banana. I have, okay? Now, let's say, you know, it's a little bright out, a little sunny. It's a little sunny outside, and you're outside, and you don't feel like getting up to turn the sun off, okay? All you got to do is lay down in your hammock and pull, you know, the sides over and connect them together in the middle, and boom, what are you in? You're in your own banana peel, and you feel exactly like a banana, and who doesn't want to feel like a banana when they're trying to sleep? To be honest, right? If you get in a hammock and you are not comfortable, you come talk to me, okay? You come find me and you tell me, I got in this hammock and I am not comfortable, all right? I'll give you your money back and I will claim it was a defective hammock because I will live and die by the idea that hammocks are more comfortable than beds, okay? And some may argue, oh no, that'll give you back problems. That'll give you neck problems, you know, it'll hurt you in the long run, right? Wrong. Incorrect. My mattress gives me back problems already, right? Throw a pillow in a hammock, throw a blanket in there, and that is the most comfortable you'll ever be. I promise you that. Why do you think butterflies stay in their cocoons so much? Or caterpillars, I meant. Because it's a hammock. It's a natural hammock that they have. Okay? Go out and buy a hammock, get rid of your mattress, and put a hammock in your bedroom and sleep in it for the next six months and tell me that you don't feel great. Now, why should we normalize crawling? What is crawling? Crawling is, is essentially an alternative to walking. And when I say we should normalize crawling, I'm talking about how we should normalize it as a method of transportation, right? So what do we do now in terms of, you know, manual transportation? We walk, um, you know, if you like to be in pain, you run, um, you know, sometimes you jog, whatever, okay? Those are, the, those are the main ones. You know, if you're pretty cool, you skip, right? But the main ones, I'd say the big three are walking, running, and skipping, okay? Now, what is crawling? Crawling is essentially going back to your roots, okay? When you were first born, did you come out of the womb walking and talking? I don't think so. There's no chance. You did not come out of the room and, you know, get up and go get yourself a, you know, a candy bar. You didn't walk out of the hospital when you were born. You didn't even walk for the first couple of years of your life. What did you do in those times? You crawled. You crawled around, right? So going back to your roots looks like just doing what you did before you knew how to walk. Now, I think that people, I'm not going to name names, sometimes think that walking is more like effective than crawling. You know, it's like a graduation to go from crawling to walking. But I respectfully disagree. I don't understand why it, it even has to be a competition. I don't see why it has to be like, oh, walking is better than crawling and running is better than walking. There's no, there's no progression there. It's just two completely different things, right? Why should we not normalize crawling? 
If somebody has the need, has the desire to go onto a public sidewalk, let's say in Hollywood, and crawl instead of walk, they should be allowed to without being judged by society. You know why? Because it takes a tremendous amount of guts to lay down on your stomach and put your hands, put like, you have like nine points of contact with the ground, right? It takes tremendous guts to get on the ground and crawl around instead of just have the two points of contact at the bottom of your feet. I respect the man who crawls around Hollywood Boulevard more than the man who walks. And I live by that. I think we should normalize crawling. And I think that we should even, you know, give props and more respect to people who crawl than people who walk. That's just my opinion. Because crawling in itself, in its nature, is more comfortable. You know, it even gets you a little bit more exercise because you're moving more body parts. And it's more fun, right? And it brings you back to a simpler time. In this time of pandemic and, and quarantine and, you know, who doesn't want to go back to a simpler time when things weren't so bad? When you couldn't even say your own name? Who wouldn't want to? So, I don't know what your guys' favorite instrument is. Um, mine, I can tell you what mine isn't. My favorite instrument is not bagpipes. Um, bagpipes, if you don't know what bagpipes are, pretty much it's in the name. So, you know when someone is like really good at singing and, you know, a acceptable compliment to them is like, wow, you've got some nice pipes, you know, um, Bagpipes are not those kind of pipes, but they do make noises like that. Um, so, and then a, the other type of pipe that you might think of is like a PVC pipe or like pipes that hold, you know, the water in your house. Um, bad pipes sometimes do sound like that. You know, when the the pipe that holds the water in your house is, is like screaming or like break, it's broken. That's what bagpipes sound like. Um... Bagpipes essentially are pipes, like they're just sticks and that are in a bag and then you blow into one of them and it makes a bunch of noise on the other ones, okay? Now I think, I might be wrong, but I think they originally originated from Scotland. Um, I am I, not exactly sure, but I think that that's true. Um, bagpipes literally suck. I have not heard a singular song or, you know, even 10 second clip that have bagpipes in it that I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. This is decent music. I would like to listen to more of this. Not once. And I can guarantee you haven't either. The only acceptable bagpipe song is a song that they play after a police officer dies. That's the only acceptable bagpipe song that you can play. Any other pipe, any other, you know, song that has bagpipes in it should just be outlawed. It should not be allowed. It is dangerous to the general public. If you listen to it too loud, you go deaf or you go crazy. One of the two, there's no in between. You know, it, it is dangerous to those 
who are you know wild enough to play them because it's it's hard enough to control the sound let alone you know 20 big long sticks in a bag they should be outlawed because you know it's just not worth it it's just not worth it if you're going to outlaw other things you know you might as well throw bagpipes in there as well bagpipes are are not interesting i don't have a desire to learn about bagpipes i don't have a desire to even look at bagpipes the only thing cool about bagpipes is when there's a guy playing him and they're and he's wearing a kilt that's the only thing that's cool about him you know it just sounds like there's little tiny you know animals in that bag screaming for help instead of a musical instrument i don't know who thought of it a respect to you for you know for making an instrument that some people think is all right um but i just i honestly wish you wouldn't have I'm, i i don't understand i i i legitimately do not understand why bagpipes are a thing i just will never understand and i will never ever 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 support it the only time I will ever support anything bagpipe-related bagpipe is when the President of the United States passes a law that says whoever in the United States of America is playing a bagpipe or a song with the bagpipes in it, besides the guy who plays it when the police officers die, will be arrested and put immediately in federal prison without trial. It's the only time. So, let's talk about flannels here. Um... I don't know if you know me, but if you do, you know that I am a flannel enthusiast. Let's talk about what they are. Yeah? So, flannels pretty much are, you know, they're fashion, they're clothes, right? Flannels basically are a jacket or, you know, a little sweater something to keep you warm they're usually long sleeve i don't know why you would wear a short sleeve flannel that would just be weird um unless it's like a, a working flannel i guess um they're, they're they're pretty much always long sleeve um and and a lot of them have like you know a thicker material thicker material that you know will keep you warm because i th i'm genuinely pretty sure that they are meant to be worn in cooler climates um Flannels are pretty much the coolest thing ever invented. I don't feel complete. I don't feel like my outfit is on point unless I have a flannel on. Right? I have many flannels. I'm looking at some of them right now. I if I am wearing let's let's okay, let's dream with me here. Let's say I put on or you put on, you know, a pair of black jeans. Um, some, I'm just going to describe my normal outfit here. Throw on some black jeans, some white high top shoes, a white t-shirt or a black t-shirt. And you're just like, you know what? I, I don't feel like my outfit is complete. Let's say, you know, you, th you want a little bit of color. You want a little, a splash of color in there, right? You're wearing white and black, you know, you feel a little, little 1920s, little black and white, you know what I mean? You just want a little you want a little splash of color. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a little splash of color. All right? What do you where do you get that from? You're not going to change your shoes cuz if you wear like 
you know, green shoes, then it just looks weird with your black jeans and your white shirt. And you're not going to wear, you know, a hot pink shirt because that would just look weird with your black jeans and your white shoes. So where do you get this splash of color from? Well, a flannel. Right? My favorite flannel is pretty dark. You know, most of it is dark. Most of it is black. Um, but there is a little pattern on it. And the pattern is a little bit dark green. Alright? What does that do? That instantly takes the idea that, you know, if you went outside and you were wearing nothing but black and white, where people are like, wow, that guy is boring. It instantly takes that, that idea away from them because you have color on. And they're like, wow, that guy is really, really good at matching his flannel, you know, to the rest of his outfit. Because, sure, I'm not wearing anything else that's green right? But I don't need to be because my flannel tells a statement. It's, it tells the whole story, okay? Now, flannels are better than sweatshirts. They're better than jackets. They're better than coats because if you wore a sweatshirt, then your, your t-shirt gets, you know, covered up. There's no t-shirt anymore. All you're wearing, the top that you're wearing is a sweatshirt unless you take it off, which then you're not even wearing a sweatshirt. It's better than jackets because it has better, better material. You know, it's more form-fitting. It's more comfortable. It's better than coats because you can wear them when it's not super cold out. Because coats, you know, you wear when it's sub-zero temperatures or, you know, super cold if you can't handle it. Like 50, 60 degrees. Flannels are 100% better than any other overcoat, over, you know, top layer type of thing. And... With that, ends today's episode. Thank you for listening. Um, if you disagree with anything that I said, uh, you know, sit on it and, you know, think about it, sleep it over, and then don't talk to me about it. Um, I guess, you know, whatever. I'll see you next time.